You're now listening to Sound Talent Media. Check out more shows at SoundTalentMedia.com. In the studio, there are no happy accidents. Uh, I don't, maybe in a solo, you know, in a guitar solo, like this crazy noise stays or something like a distortion or something like this, you know, but not in the music, you know, of everything is really calculated. Yeah. Hey, what's up, Vox and Hops heads? I'm Matt, the vocalist of Cryptopsy and the host of the Vox and Hops Metal Podcast, brought to you by Sound Talent Media and Evergreen Podcasts, where I sit down with fellow metal musicians, talk about their lives, music, and craft beer. I hope you've had a glorious week so far. I hope you are enjoying the first month of 2022. I've been super busy setting up a bunch of interviews for the next few months, and I got to tell you, some of these guests are just massive. I got so many amazing episodes coming up and I can't wait to share them with all of you. This Vox and Hops episode is presented by Heavy Montreal. Heavy Montreal are Montreal's premier metal promoter. They put on a bunch of sick metal shows all year long here in Montreal, but more than that, they also put on one of North America's best metal festivals and that's the absolute truth. I'm beyond stoked to have Heavy Montreal behind the Vox and Hops metal podcast. Now, before we jump into today's episode, I'd just like to ask you to follow the Vox and Hops Metal Podcast on the podcast platform of your choice. More than that, I'm also asking you to tell a friend about the podcast. If there's someone in your life that you know just loves extreme metal, well, you should absolutely tell them that the Vox and Hops Metal Podcast exists. You could tell them that there are over 300 episodes with some of the world's best extreme metal musicians for them to discover and listen to on their favorite podcast platform. If you would encourage one of your friends to become a brand new Vox and Hops head, that would be something that I would truly appreciate. Now, in today's episode with Bobby Verdeguer of Persephone, get ready, everyone. This is Vox and Hops episode number 319. I warn you, what you are about to hear is very disturbing indeed. Hey, what's up, everyone? Today I'm with Bobby Verdeguer of Persephone. Bobby, how are you doing? Hey, Matt. I'm doing great. Uh, thank you. Very happy. Very, very happy to have you on the podcast. Uh, been a fan for, for many years, so it's really cool to connect with you. Uh, nice. Let's jump into something uh, dark so that we can move into nicer territory as the conversation progresses. Let's jump straight into the meat of things. The question that most interviewers start off with uh, for the past 18, 20 months. Uh, how did you cope with the glorious, glorious year of 2020 that has lingered into 2021 and is looking like it might linger into 2022? How did you cope yeah. with your time during a pandemic? Okay. Uh, a lot of things happen, I think, because um, I just uh, quit my job at that time because I wanted to focus more on music. <laughs> so <laughs> I think it wasn't the best decision, you know, and the, and the best timing. But yeah, I was working in a school as a French teacher. Very cool. And um and I just decided to to start doing some drum classes, you know, and, and then everything went, <laughs> <laughs> everything just happened, you know, in the wrong way. But then uh, um, that also allowed me to have more time to focus on Persephone. That was the idea. So uh, we had time to write uh, the new album. Mm. So it wasn't that bad, you know, because... Uh, we finished the album and we also re-recorded our first album again. Hmm. Re-recorded and mixed it and everything just again. Because uh, it was like uh, 15th anniversary. 
So uh, we did a lot of things. People, I think, don't don't realize, you know, that we it's complicated to make albums. Yes, <laughs> and, and and really a, a really long process. But I mean, two years is is a is really long time. But also not that much, you know, when writing music, music, you know, and that technical or I don't know progressive you know or never it's because we're never satisfied and you can always just change and add a little bit more to every song the, the hard part is looking at a song and saying it's finished <laughs> yeah and 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 you know when you write maybe I don't know like a minute of music it's like crazy you know for, mm-hmm. for us it's like crazy it's like a minute today guys come on <laughs> you know high five and, and then I don't know a few days later it's like mm. Maybe it's not that good, you know, and we've been, we have spent like a lot of time, you know, just doing that. And then we put it on the, on the back of the recording session, you know, and we just forget about, about it, you know, and uh, we don't use it, use that anymore. So yeah. Interesting. And then, then you do revisit yeah. those sometimes and say, what yeah. were you thinking? But that was actually a great those. idea. <laughs> we revisit those when writing uh, the, another new album, you know, it's like, where can we start, you know? And, and and we have those ideas and some ideas are not that bad. So, yeah. Mm, very interesting. So sometimes we are on this crossroad, you know? it's ha- uh, We should go like in this way or more progressive or just change completely, you know, or change the mood completely directly, you know, and go from uh, the, the heaviest thing to the softer, you know? Mm-hmm. And sometimes it doesn't work. So, uh, yeah. It's really hard. You guys are all over the map too, so to piece those pieces together smoothly so that it sounds, and I say it all the time on the podcast when I have people such as yourself on the podcast and I was listening to your first single just recently, right before I sat down here and I was telling my wife, I was like, these bands have a hard job because I don't like it when the band sounds like two bands. Yeah, It has to have an identity. You can't just flip the switch and all, all of a sudden we're not the heavy band anymore. We're smooth and we're singing and then flip the switch. Oh, we're the extreme metal band again. It has to be smooth. Yeah. And I feel like you guys have really nailed that. Nice. Thank you. <laughs> it's, it's a, it's a long road, I think, you know, cause uh, yeah, the, the music in Persephone has like evolved like crazy in my opinion. And I think we are getting better in songwriting, but it's like, wow, man, it's so, so hard. It, it comes with trusting your bandmates and then yeah. with that comes accepting not getting your way. <laughs> yeah, I mean, we are best friends, you know, in the band, within the band, like crazy best friend. I mean, we are family and that's the most important thing. But when we are writing music, man, uh, <laughs> yeah, we are not that nice. It's like, dude, it's like war there. <laughs> But that's how, that's how, you know, as you mature as a band, having those conversations, those tough conversations yeah, and then being able to here you can flip the switch for real, walk out of the room and still be friends. That's important. That's the thing. I mean, uh, people don't realize that, you know, because we really talk really bad, you know, (laughs) but, but then we just, you know, we just opened the studio door. It's a, it's not even a studio. We have like this tiny room. It's a uh, Mo, uh, the keyboardist and uh, the clean singer. And uh, it's really, really, really small. It's like a small room, you know, and we do everything there. And we are like this, like, <laughs> dude, move like this if you want to play guitar. And then it's so stressful. And then we just open the door and it's completely, we forget, we forget it, you know? So yeah, best That's friends. Important. And then 
and then music warriors But yeah <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> warriors of uh, uh what was that um ah oh, the name manowar manowar yes. of the, yeah. <laughs> vox and hops is all about hanging out with my metal friends talking about their lives music and craft beer now what what are you going to be drinking on your side today bobby and sharing with yeah. me virtually yeah so i don't drink alcohol okay but uh, and i and, and i know uh, the podcast is all about uh, metal and beers so uh, I, i will drink uh, a non-alcohol beer uh, so this uh, i think it's a classic i don't know but um hell yes yes so this uh brewdog Uh, the distributor here in Andorra is a good friend of mine and I just told him about the podcast and, and he just uh, gave me some free samples so you're welcome uh, kudos yeah. to him yeah <laughs> <laughs> so this one and I also uh, uh, bought some Andorran uh, beers to show you amazing and my wife will drink them for sure so <laughs> <laughs> perfect she, she will be the sacrificial lamb in yeah. the name of Andorra yeah, and craft exactly, beer exactly yeah sacrificial <laughs> yeah so this is the first one i bought very it's cool called, boris uh, boris and, and and it's a really funny story be, uh, behind the boris name because uh it's really quick okay but i think it's funny um Uh, in 1930, something like this, this guy, Boris, he was Russia and he just came to Andorra and there, there was nothing in Andorra, okay? Oh, I, I actually read about this before this and he claimed Andorra as his own country. Is that right? L like that. He was like, uh, you should now call me Prince of Andorra. <laughs> <laughs> Unbelievable. Yeah. So, so the craft beer people, is it that the brewery called Boris or is it the name of the beer? Only... Uh, um yeah the brewery because they smart. have like three three different ones mm -hmm. i think the crown is for that you know yeah, yeah but so, then i don't get the motorcycle guy <laughs> at all but yeah <laughs> that's amazing these are the one and i don't know the well yeah well and andorra mm -hmm. you know mm -hmm. like all the brands here use that like all the brands like they put these a and d mm -hmm. at the end And it's Andorra now. And, <laughs> yeah. if, it, if it ain't, bro. but yes, yeah. this one for me. Yeah. And what about you? Yeah. I will be drinking something with alcohol. This is uh, from yeah. a very young brewery. They are just about to turn two years old uh, from just outside Gatineau, Quebec in Elmer, Quebec. This is Cinquième Baron. This is their Pont d'Or, a New England pale ale, 5.5% ABV. Cinquième Baron are really one of the most exciting young breweries going on here in Quebec. Uh, they brew all styles of beer just perfectly, whether it be uh, Super Crispy Boys all the way to Stouts. Their haze is really on point. Uh, I'm going to pour this out, but I am very, very curious about hearing, um, if you're open to talk about it, um, why you don't drink alcohol anymore. Uh, I mean, um, I drank when I was younger. I think I... I I don't want to say I party too much because uh, I don't think you can party too much. But just then I just met a lot of people that didn't drink alcohol, you know, like uh, half of the band doesn't drink or uh, front of house, neither. Some of my band's best friends, neither. So it was like just a natural step for me, you know. Um, yeah. I mean, from time to time, I drink um, uh, apple cider. It's, yeah. I don't know. It, yeah. 
it's just a little bit of alcohol but yeah i mean i don't i think i don't need that you know but with all those beers i've i've checked on your podcast it's like maybe maybe i should you know just come try back. some of no, them come yeah. back to the dark side dude, yeah the other i was checking your interview with uh dune which uh the last album is completely crazy it. and i love i love yeah it. i love yeah. it too and and you guys were like yeah this one has peppermint and uh, you know, like crazy stuff. Like I've never imagined, you know, like a beer. So I don't know, tasty or yeah. the, the evolution of the craft beer scene has gone haywire and crazy and people are throwing yeah. everything into beers nowadays. Um, whether it be fruit puree to, uh, hot peppers to, yeah. And bacon, right? Yeah. Because uh, there is, uh, I have had, yeah, with a Tesseract James, where you were talking about that, you know, bacon beer is like, (laughs) no man, I like bacon, but maybe that's too much. This one is, uh, very smooth on the nose. It comes off uh, light and fruity, uh, tropical fruits, mad peach vibes. Cheers. It's perfect. Um, smooth, um, just the right hop bite, mad tropical notes. Second bottle can't go wrong, and all their can art is really always very cool. Yeah, you, um, you are the expert now. Man. <laughs> I mean, if I drink again, I will send you an email first. Like, send me pictures. Uh, That's what everyone does. Matt, you do. You, yeah, yeah. you, you have to see this beer, Matt. <laughs> it happens to me every day. I love it. Uh, I am interested nice. in uh, you. So you you used to drink. So so this is a typical yeah. question I always ask: Is do you remember your first beer? Do you remember your first experience? I don't know. Probably like. Mm, the big bottle, you know, the cheap, uh, ah, cheap bottle. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, like you, you drink, uh, in a, in a park or something, you know, with your friends, mm-hmm. something like this, probably, I don't really know. Uh, or maybe this last, uh, uh end on a bottle, you know, in a family, uh, dinner <laughs> or something. You sneak it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> probably. I don't know. Like you put all everything together <laughs> in a, in a <laughs> and then you think that. Not a good idea. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, probably a party or something like this. Yeah. With your band being mostly sober and being a touring act, uh, I know from experience that touring with other bands sometimes it becomes quite loud and it's a party. Uh, how does Persephone handle? being a sober band on the road with bands that are not because sometimes most of the time they're not yeah it depends because we've been touring with bands like super sober too so uh but uh, we've also uh, played with uh, bands uh, drinking and one of those bands uh, they are super good friends of us and i was and i want just to to shout out to them it's called lock vostok and they are from uh, from sweden and i remember being on tour with them and and I, I mean i love them we are super good friends you know and i don't know why but and how but one day they just appeared in the tour bus like with I don't know, 20 bottles of vodka Oh no! <laughs> with their name on, on it. I don't know, or something and like in this skull uh, shaped bottle. Yeah, yeah. And it was like, what? And they were like drinking men like crazy all the time and, and mixing it with, uh, with gummy bears and everything, you know, like, oh, okay. Dude, completely crazy. But it was so funny because when you drink, everything is funny, but the next day it's not that funny. No, that's but, correct. <laughs> <laughs> but when, when you don't drink, I mean, it was funny for me. Yeah. 
and then I, you can just put some earplugs and go to sleep. The first night that I met the boys from Ingested, I was doing a run with a board. And this is about two years ago. Um, the podcast had just started and I didn't know them. Um, we had just finished doing a whole European run with Benighted and Cytotoxin as the opening acts. And then we jumped into the UK part of it and Ingested jumped on and Benighted and Cytotoxin dropped off. So we had been on the road for, I think it was about four weeks at that point. Everyone knew each other really well. And then, boom, these new guys step onto the tour bus. <laughs> and they were crazy that night. <laughs> and we were like... First oh, night. The first night of their joining us. It wasn't out of control. It's just they had a good, good party night. And I won't go into too much details, but we were like ready to rest a bit at that point of the tour. And yeah. my God, were they loud. It was... <laughs> <laughs> but I love them yeah. and I've toured with them a bunch since then and I have returned the favor being yeah. the loud one versus them being the resting sure. ones. But it was a great night and if they hear this and listen to this, they'll remember and they'll laugh. I think in a way, we are loud as uh, from the Mediterranean, you know, coast and everything. I mean, we are from Andorra, but we are like this Spanish, half of the band is Spanish and then the other, the, one guitar player is from Portugal. I mean, I think we, we speak loud you know <laughs> and, and we like to laugh and and you know but um it's different you know right to party and being completely smashed and then yeah to talk loud or something i want to dive into uh, the soundtrack of your youth when you were growing up in your parents or guardians house what music was playing when you were not in control of the music what music did your parents or guardians listen to okay when i was like uh i don't know seven or something like this we lived with um, my mother and my cousin and and we were like eight or nine in the same place. And my cousin is nine years older than me. So he was like a lot into metal. Like, and, and I was like six or seven, you know? So there was like this Iron Maiden and, you know, classics and like all the time and, and these uh, posters on the walls, you know, and like completely yeah, metal. Um, but uh, when he wasn't at home, uh, it was like not that at all. <laughs> like more <laughs> Spanish, you know, uh, culture music, um, uh, folklore music, and then like uh, this flamenco stuff, you know. And and also then my mother really liked uh, like Dire Straits and, and 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 Queen, you know. And so it wasn't it it was good, I think. Very yeah. eclectic. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I wasn't into metal when I was six. I, I, I would lie, you know, if I if I say to you, yeah, metal was my life when I was six, you know. <laughs> but yeah, but I mean, I mean, I think I was used to. I used to get babysat, and there was a dude there. Shout out to Timmy. Um, he had all the posters on his walls too, the metal posters, and I remember being okay. super intrigued but terrified at the same time. And I remember it was an Alice Cooper. Yeah. Poster, and I remember being like, what is that? That's scary, but also super intrigued. Same yeah. sort of feeling that I got when I used to go to video stores and look at the horror movie section. It's like, oh, what is yeah. that? That's scary, but yeah. I, I yeah. don't want to watch it, but I totally want to look at it. It's but you have to. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What band became your first band, a band that really was yours, the band that you brought into the house that wasn't um, dictated by a family member? The mm, first one. I mean, I was really into punk when I was young, before metal, like crazy into punk. I think the first album I bought, not the first, the first one maybe 
probably something like Spice Girls or some shit like this, you know, but, but, but then the first one, I really was like this, I like this. I was, I think it was Melancholin. Um, and then probably the first Linkin Park, yep. probably. Yeah. Still good. So, it's still good. Yeah, dude, it's <laughs> still really good for me. Both of them, even the Melancholin one, Penny Bridge is Pioneers. I don't know the name right now, but crazy, crazy good. Yeah, so probably that, um, and then I don't know. Then, then obviously I was like trapped into this uh, new metal scene, and Limp Bizkit, Man, I still listen to them uh, with uh, with Carlos. I mean, the production of the albums and then the ideas and West Borland and everything is like just crazy. So the uh, new record is not bad. That those the, first the, intro, the first the intro, three man. songs are amazing. Yeah. Yeah. The, when I would, when I just listened to the, the first song, it was mm-hmm. like, dude, I needed that, you know, the sounds and everything. Yeah. It's like, yes, that's West Borland, man. Yeah, yeah, totally. And DJ Lethal, it's, it's pretty. Yeah, lot, yeah, they yeah. got a lot of flack, a lot of shit, but but yeah, still valid. Yeah, for me, I mean, I don't care. I don't listen to music just to you know to pose or something. So yeah, Limbiskit uh, for sure. And then obviously all this Brock stuff and death metal and whatever. But yeah. Amazing, amazing. What about the first shows? Being from Andorra, I imagine it must have been different and difficult. To to do you remember the first show that you went to go see? It doesn't have to be metal, like, but your first live music experience. Oh, okay. Wow, the first one probably something in Andorra, like some some band, you know, like in summer, because uh, uh, there's always summer festivals here, so probably local band or something like this. But the first metal one was uh, Iron Maiden in Barcelona. Wow, okay. And yeah, I think it was like 14 or 15, I don't know. And then Metallica. So yeah, it's, it's good. And Slipknot, you know, so it, it was good. Yeah. That was all one festival? Can, no, first, uh, like the first one was Iron Maiden. And okay. then like the, the next year was like Slipknot and Metallica. Amazing. Yeah. Amazing. Yeah. I yeah. love it. How about your first time on stage? Probably like in this uh, music, uh, you know, like uh, school, you know, like playing uh, <laughs> a song or something like this, but with a band. Um, uh, ah, yes. I was, I don't know, 14 or 15. And this these guys they needed a, a drummer for uh, for this um night if you know a geek at a hotel fancy hotel or something okay uh, and and i played with them they were like maybe 50 and i was like 14 you know <laughs> and it was like so weird but uh but yeah i think it was like the first one yeah. amazing were you prepared uh Dude, Spanish Spanish songs you know like for nothing uh, remarkable at all Maybe some ACDC, you know, but uh, maybe, maybe. Just keep the beat. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Stay on tempo. <laughs> Let's talk about Metanoia. Um, brand new record, brand new label, Napalm Records. That's massive. It's yes. amazing. Congrats on that. Thank you, man. Um, yeah. Um, it's, uh, we've worked so hard, you know, to oh. be here right now. Yeah, so excited with them, man, because uh, we were working with um, a smaller um, uh, label before, you know, and he was uh, Thomas. Uh, I love him. You know, he was like doing everything himself. But and now you have like this big team, you know, working with you. And, and I hope like our music will reach to more people. I mean, that's basically what we want, you know. 
So uh, really excited with that. Um, just one song released now, but I can wait to to the whole album and everything. February 4th, it's going to drop. Everyone's going to hear it. Um, what can people expect? Is that You mentioned that you guys fought it out to get everyone to get these songs perfect maturely fighting it out um what is the major difference on this record versus your previous work and musically i think uh, that we get better and better you know within the years like the the songwriting thing i was telling you like we pay even more attention to every little note you know and and everything i think it's way darker than the previous record and the the sound production is really good i mean we spend uh, uh, some time also on the on the you know effects and the keyboard player mo uh, just did an amazing job you know with that and always like super guitar and uh, drums oriented music so um, i don't know it's cinematic also i think um, persephone's music is like um Often um, they say like it's like a journey, you know. Like you have to listen to the album, you know, from the very beginning to. You know, I love and that. And so, we, yeah, we, we try that, you know, like this experience, not just one song, you know, on Spotify. It's it's good too, but we like this to have this experience and like to to uh, to create some feelings, you know, when you listen to the music. So, yeah darker darker i think yeah it's it's a very strange thing in this modern era to to be a band yeah. like yourselves where it is an album experience and yet you still have to go and almost not write a single but there has to be a single mm. on it because that's what labels want mm. is, is that frustrating to you and, and i typically never listen to singles unless yeah. i'm going to have someone on the podcast and i want a fresh take on where they're at musically because i love listening to an album experience i do not like singles because when the album eventually does come out i skip it because i don't want to hear it i want to hear something new <laughs> so it ruins the cadence of the album for me i mean the rec the, the the label didn't told us to write singles or whatever but uh, i think it's the first time we have like a song this short you know yeah. like four minute yeah, songs or exactly or five you know uh, but it works good i mean we don't write music just to make singles or whatever because if not we we will never write 20 minute songs you know <laughs> or three instrumentals that's not mainstream at all no. you know <laughs> but i think it's the thing i told you you know like uh, we are learning every time we're learning when writing music you know and sometimes if the song just needs like I don't know, five minutes, it's okay. You know, we, we, we don't have to push it, you it's know, finished. or it's finished. We yeah. Did it. uh, yeah. <laughs> five minutes, man. That's crazy. <laughs> but we don't have to like, uh, you know, cut some stuff just to make it shorter or whatever, you know, or yeah. Which would be horrible. It would be yeah, no, no. an edited version of a, of a progressive metal song yeah. just no, for a please. single. That'd be horrible. <laughs> yeah. A band's, there are some bands doing that. No way. But, That's horrible. Yeah, that's like, but no, not me, no. Cutting up your children. The problem, the problem also with singles is that, um, you know, now you have to do videos for all the music you do, and it's not the same do a, a video for a five-minute song that for a twelve-minute song, you know. Yeah. And that's, that's, that's far more a expensive. Big problem. Yeah. yeah, and that's <laughs> a big problem, you know. I mean, maybe I prefer the twelve-minute song, 
but I cannot pay for a 12 minute video. No. So <laughs> the video will be the five minute song, you know? Yeah, that's sad, you know, but uh, it is what it is. How about um, having the time to really perfect this record, as you were mentioning? Uh, Napalm gave you lots of time, or did you shop the record once it was finished? And another thing, as you were talking, something that happens with Cryptopsy and that I really enjoy is happy little accidents in the studio. Uh, is Does that still happen? Did that still happen in Metanoia when you guys are so calculated? Well, in the studio, there are no happy accidents. Mm, okay. uh, I don't, maybe in a solo, you know, in a guitar yeah. solo, yeah, yeah, like yeah. this crazy noise stays or something like a distortion or something mm -hmm. like this, you know, but not in the music, you know, of everything is really calculated. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Even even lyrics, I want to say, uh, we are not lyricists, you know? I mean, we are musicians. And so writing lyrics, it's really complicated, man. And and we want to tell something interesting, you know? We don't want just to write the first thing that comes to our mind. So we, we take that really seriously too, lyrics. And even the way we sing everything and the chorus and everything is really calculated. Wow. So yeah, yeah. Like crazy. Like the, the, I'm tired. The I'm tired for you. Yeah. Because yeah, of the, <laughs> the amount of the, negotiations. The, the, <laughs> yeah. The demo version, you know, like the demo the we do yeah. before. Yeah. It's like exactly the same as the recording. Wow, like okay. exactly. Yeah. Interesting. Mm. And did you, you had lots of time to, what, had you already, did you shop it finished or did you, did Napalm give you the time? We had plenty of time to finish. Um, in, even we were we delayed ourselves like the recording because we wanted to finish some stuff before. So it's like, dudes, maybe it's finished. Yeah, but what if we revisit everything again? You know? But yeah, no, Napalm, they were really nice with that. We made we wanted to push the release a little bit, you know. Um but we didn't even tell them because uh, it didn't make any sense because uh, uh, we had this tour with Obscura. Mm -hmm. uh, now we should be touring right now ah, okay. uh, with Obscura, but uh, the tour got uh, postponed uh, for COVID, obviously. So it was like, should we release the album? You know, I mean, we only make albums every, I don't know. This one was like five years, you know, mm -hmm. from the last one. It's 2017 should we like postpone it again and try to wait till September next year? But no, we didn't. So Napalm were super kind with everything and helpful. So yeah. Hey, what's up, Fox and Hopsins? I just want to take a little moment about Cryptopsy's upcoming tours. That's right. I'm talking about the Scream of Perseverance tour and our headliner dates that coincide with that tour called As Summer Burns. The Scream of Perseverance tour is kicking off at the end of May and runs all the way until the end of June. We are supporting the mighty death to all. We are going all over the United States and we are hitting some of Canada. So excited to be honoring the legendary music of death alongside amazing musicians that performed on these albums. Even more stoked to be doing some headliner dates in some cities that I've actually never played in. If you are planning to come to any of these shows, you should definitely grab your tickets by going to voxandhops.com slash summer, and you will be able to grab all of your tickets there. That's voxandhops.com slash summer. Do it, people. Come hang out with me. Enjoy life, metal, and craft beer in your hometown 
Come to a show. We're going to have a great time. Now, enough about all of that. Let's get back to the episode. A dream tour to put yourself in front of the perfect audience. You can book the tour. Choose bands that would put Persephone at a perfect place. You know what I mean? Like the perfect fan bases to expose Persephone to. Who would be on that bill? Four band package. Persephone's one of the bands, so you have to pick three other bands. Yeah, I'd like to say Gojira, obviously. Because, um, yeah, I mean, I love them and, and Gojira has to be there, obviously. And for the message, you know, they are telling too. I mm-hmm. mean, not only the music. So Gojira, Scenic also Hell for yes. the same the same thing. Police is amazing human being so we'd, we'd like to tour with him so Gojira and Scenic and dude I don't know uh, but throw Dune in there too that would work dude uh, <laughs> yeah I really like the album yeah it's really good yeah yeah <laughs> why not man yeah so you've been very busy you you quit your job being a French teacher yeah do you miss that at all I'm an early childhood educator, so when you mentioned you were a French teacher, I was interested. Okay. Um, I miss the kids, you know? Mm-hmm. I miss, like, the kids a lot. How, how old were the kids that you were teaching? Because, yeah, I've been teaching, like, for 10 years. So wow, okay. now some of them are, like, I don't know, 22, yeah. maybe. Oh, amazing. Um, are they Persephone fans? <laughs> I think a few of them, but, you know, I think they don't realize. No, uh, they don't, I mean, no, no you know what we do and even my kids and my kids my kids don't realize you know <laughs> you know yeah they were like okay you're my french teacher you know and so that's good <laughs> but they don't realize you know like one day i i show them to play drums or you know i show them a video and they were like go next <laughs> okay yeah no go, really go i play. do that i do that all over yeah. the world i swear <laughs> yeah yeah that's me you know this this shape here He's playing. <laughs> See, that's yeah. backing, you know? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> literally, yeah. I mean, uh, and yeah, but last last year in the school, I skipped so many days, you know, because I we had these US tours and we had the 70,000, um, yeah. That's, that's, a, that's a good thing to be sober on. Yeah, yeah. Bro, we saw some things there, yeah. <laughs> and <laughs> and, and uh, I skipped so many days at school that I really... I felt bad, you know, for the kids, obviously, because I was like, I'm their teacher, you know, because I was the French teacher, but here in Andorra, I was doing like everything, not only French. I was teaching in French, but I was doing math, you know, because I was this elementary school oh, teacher. Okay, so it's like it's like an integration where where the kids come in, and the whole day is in French. Everything is in French, mm-hmm. and then they, if they change, they have some other uh, uh, classes in Catalan, mm-hmm. which is the main language here in Andorra. The Absolutely, official one. but yeah, so I miss the kids. But also with this COVID situation that we lived, you know, with these online classes and everything, I, I know it was super complicated and hard and I don't miss that at all, you know. And no, you dodged a bullet there. Yeah, yeah. Crazy. Yeah, I know that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Crazy. Um, I'm very lucky to have the podcast to keep me busy. It's been filling the void of performing live. Uh, right before I sit down here, uh, I'm always worried, am I prepared enough? Uh, am I going to connect? Is the, the internet going to work? Are they going to have read my notes? Or are they going to be outside at a beer festival trying to have a conversation with me, which has happened? And, uh, <laughs> you know, some things don't work. So this is how I've been filling the void of performing. How have you been filling the void? 
of being away from touring, away from playing live, away from our normal lives? Yeah, I don't know, man. I mean, I really miss that, you know. We have like other bands here in Andorra and we play as much as possible. We have this uh, punk cover tribute oh, band, really you know, cool. playing eight, yeah, 80s songs, like pop songs, like Madonna or whatever. And we do like this punk show, you know, with uh, three members of Persephone. Really? And it's really funny. Um, but uh, we couldn't play that much neither. So, mm-hmm. yeah. I also love to to ski and to, you know, like to go, but I didn't have that much money to go this year. So it was like a crazy year, you know, and I like, I love to travel, you know, and not only with the band because, but yeah, so complicated. So yeah, not the best years to, <laughs> to not be playing, you mm-hmm. know, live shows. Yeah. I, I really miss that. Something that you did do, which you mentioned, I thought was interesting is re-record a record. Yeah. Did you guys release that yet? Yeah, yeah. But we released that on our Patreon page. I understand. It was like, uh, okay, because we have this, I mean, I think we are not a really well-known band, you know, like we are still like kind of in the underground a bit, you know, but we have this massive, lovely fan base. Like they love us like a lot and and we love them too because w- when we play the same city you know with a different tours then you you can see the, the, the same, same happy, happy faces, faces yeah. you know and, and 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 now that we have this patreon and discord and and everything i, I mean we can write them like a direct uh, on the contact yeah. yeah yeah so it was like okay we should like do that for them you know i mean we didn't make any money from that you know re-record an album like from scratch we could like remixed it but mm-hmm. the sound was really bad you know back then in andorra i mean we didn't knew how to do nothing like mm-hmm. <laughs> everything was so complicated so it was like okay we should re-record everything and mix it and master then so it was like kind of a, not a gift because it wasn't free but you know it was like for them we, we didn't talk with any label to release it or we didn't so yeah interesting that's a really really amazing amazing thing to do for your fans there's like mixed thoughts about re-recording an album. You just explained that the the technology, the the recording process wasn't up to par with what you guys could do now. But like Cryptopsy, we've spoken about remixing, remastering, and it's, I know that if ever we release it, it's going to be a polarized approach. You know, you've changed a classic. Were you afraid that you were tampering with with someone's perfect album? In their mind, it was the perfect album. When you know that it's not. Yeah. But, you know, they can still listen to it, you know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so It's still you there. The, you didn't take it you away. Prefer <laughs> this crappy, you know, uh, old stuff, uh, mommy Tutankhamun stuff. Okay, go listen to it on a cassette, you know? But, yeah, it, no, this, uh, I mean, technology wasn't that bad, you know, 15 years ago, obviously, but we didn't have the money or the, the resources, you know? So for us, I mean, if we were maybe in the, us or in sweden the album probably the sound would be amazing you know (laughs) but here it was like we didn't have anything to do that so i think the the album got much better and and it was like also maybe we can just change some little stuff you know (laughs) (laughs) maybe we can change that riff the one that's been bothering me for 15 years (laughs) yeah 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 (laughs) Let's talk about Andorra. Um, you are basically the metal band 
Yes. <laughs> the, the, the most internationally recognized and band from Andorra. I've toured Europe countless times, and I've never been there, never played there. Um, is there a scene there? You're mentioning punk nights. Um, are you basically... Are there kids' bands there now that, because Persephone made it, they believe that they can make it too now? Are, are, is that something that you feel you've, you've built? Uh, yes. In a way, yes. And um, I mean, okay, there, there are some few metal bands now, and there is a scene here of music, but there are no places to play. So it's complicated. You know, we don't have like um, clubs or it's whatever. It's a very people- touristy city from what i've read that's the thing so so yeah so you can play in winter you know uh, close to the ski slopes you know in a after a party or something like that but almost there are a lot of cover bands here you know but not bands doing like their own music and so i remember like um i don't know 10 no maybe 15 now yeah, like 15, when I was like 15, so yeah, 20, fuck, 20 years ago. We're getting old, <laughs> we're getting old, Bobby. <laughs> <laughs> um, the, the, there were like a, a really small metal scene, you know, like I played in another band called Nami with Felipe, the the, the actual guitar player of Persephone too, one of, one of them. And then there was Persephone, obviously, like we were like trying to be the next Persephone thing, you know, in Andorra. And you, you, you did vocals on, on an early record too, in 2009 too. Uh, with vocals. Persephone? Yeah. Yes, because it's so small, you know, we, we are best friends. <laughs> yeah. Like, and, and, and Felipe was like, uh, Carlos, the Persephone guitar player is like his teacher. And now he plays in Persephone, you mm. know? So that's nice. Like and so Carlos, uh, yeah, like, like four of us, we teach music here. So I think we kind of influence, you know, uh, other people to do music, but, but yeah, man, I don't know. I mean, I think they have to, to, to try to play outside Andorra a little bit more, you know, when I, when I was in this other band, Nami, uh, we tried like everything, like, uh, we, we did two albums, we mixed, uh, with, uh, James Bogren, you know, we did like, we tried to do the things in the right way, you know, and we did some some gigs and cool festivals and everything. But then I, we joined Persephone, the both of us and, <laughs> and the band. Goodbye. Just, <laughs> yeah, not not goodbye because we are still friends. But uh, obviously, Persephone uh, needs uh, way more attention, work, you know. Yeah. Than yeah, interesting. Is there is there a band in Andorra that deserves a shout out? Uh, yeah. I can say a lot of bands, but yeah, there's this uh, guy friend of us called Landry Riva. He does like this instrumental music with cellos and violas and wow. electronic, you know, that's really nice. And he plays in like romantic church, you wow. know, like kind of Olafur Arnal's stuff. Love him. And yeah, so kind of, and like, or he just go to the top of the mountain to, to, to record the music video. So oh, that's beautiful. nice. Then there's also this band called Hysteria Funk. And okay. they History do like of funk. This, cool. Yeah, they do this instrumental music, like crazy and, and, and funky. And they're, they're been here like, yeah, for 30 years or something. So they have like five albums, something like this. So really nice. And then there's there are two metal bands right now, like um, just uh, trying to record new music called 
in Eclipse and Anima, I think. So shout out to, to all of them. I yeah. love that. That's amazing. Um, now, you don't drink alcohol. Uh, most of your band doesn't drink alcohol. But if you could make a non-alcoholic beer collab with a brewery, uh, what style of beer would it be and what would you call it? With no alcohol or a cider, whatever, whatever makes you feel happy. No, but uh, but uh, I I mean I don't drink alcohol, but I really love to eat. So <laughs> <laughs> I, I think I, I I need to work something you know like uh, match perfectly with like uh, I don't know cheese you know and and, and chips and olives and like ham you know something <laughs> like this. So I don't know I don't know why what I should put on the beer but a mix, you know, <laughs> a mix, maybe something spicy. When you said to me like spices, I mean, you could do that. It you was like, like a, like a non-alcoholic yeah. hot pepper step. Wow, man, that has to be so be interesting. It's going to be interesting. I'm yeah. thinking, I'm thinking you have now. to write me like the best non-alcoholic <laughs> beers. Like, yeah. Oh, well, well, BrewDog uh, does some really good stuff there. Uh, they also made a very okay. cool metal collab with Lamb of God called really? Go- Ghostwalker IPA. Uh, I was okay, very lucky. Nice. Uh, I had Randy on, and he was very nice and had the nice people of BrewDog send me a nice package, and I actually still have one in the fridge that I'm keeping for, That's great. for memory's sake. Um, yeah, sure. <laughs> probably never happens to you. I typically wrap up with what your hangover cure is, but since you don't enjoy uh, overindulging in alcohol, um, what would be your advice for someone that uh, did overindulge in alcohol? What what would be what you've seen if you've witnessed someone? What what is someone's? What is the best way to get over a hangover? How how would you help someone out? I I heard, but I don't know that uh, michelada, you know, like Mexican michelada, yeah. uh, helps a lot with that, with the being hangover. Like it's called it's called la cruda, I think, in okay. Mexican. <laughs> and I don't know if it works, but I really like michelada because is it spicy? I mean, that's what I should I create, you know, like a, a, a non-alcoholic version of that. So uh, to- tomato, tomato, yeah, tomato, like juice and spice and Valentina and, and I don't know, lime and beer. That's good. I think tomato is good for uh, hangovers. Amazing. It's the salt and the, the, yeah. the alcohol and it's, it's the secret. Yes. <laughs> nice. Michelada. Then. Yeah. Bobby, thank you so, so much for taking the time, hanging out with me, talking about your life, music, uh, a little bit about beer. Uh, I really, really had a great time. Excellent, excellent, excellent to connect with you. Everyone get ready. Metanoia coming out February 4th. Napalm Records. I'm stoked for it. You guys should be too. Cheers, Bobby. Cheers, man. Hey, thank you all so, so much for listening right to the end. You know that I love and appreciate that. Man, did I ever have an awesome time connecting with Bobby. It was just super cool to speak to someone from such a unique situation, being from such a tiny city in the middle of Europe. To have conquered that and to have become an internationally renowned musician is uh, something that's truly impressive, and I'm very, very stoked that I had the chance to connect and to have a chat with Bobby. Bobby mentioned that if he ever did start drinking again, that he would uh, send me pictures of what he drank, and uh, he didn't start drinking again, but when he was out shopping at a Christmas market right before the holidays, he actually did send me some pictures of some Quebec beers that he saw at the market, so a massive shout-out and a massive cheers, and 
and thank you to Bobby for doing that. Uh, check out and get ready for this brand new Persephone record because I know you're going to enjoy it. If you enjoyed this Vox and Hops episode, you should sign up to the Vox and Hops Metal Podcast mailing list. You can uh, on my website, voxandhops.com. That's V-O-X-A-N-D-H-O-P-S.com. And when you do that, you shall receive one email a week containing all of the details of everything that has happened throughout the past week in the world of the Vox and Hops Metal Podcast, including all the details for any episodes which I dropped throughout that past week. If I've been a guest on someone else's podcast, as well as any pertinent information for any cool projects I have in the works before I announce them to the public, as well as the updated links to the Brutal Awakenings playlist, which is curated by my man, Jerry Monk, the metal architect himself, and is available on both Apple Music and Spotify. There's just so much going on in the world of the Vox and Hops Metal podcast. I would hate for you to miss a single thing, so please sign up to the mailing list. The Vox and Hops Metal Podcast is brought to you by Sound, Talent, Media, and Evergreen Podcasts. I hope you have a glorious rest of the week. I will be back next week with one episode on Tuesday. But until then, remember to enjoy life, metal, and craft beer. Cheers, Vox and Hops heads. One Hit Thunder is a podcast where we both celebrate and have a good laugh about bands and artists that had just one hit that we all know. Each week, we're joined by a guest from the world of music or comedy to learn more than you ever thought you would about some songs that you can't forget. And we decide if they brought the one-hit thunder or were nothing more than a one-hit blunder. Look, if you listen to the show, you're probably going to laugh, and I guarantee you're going to crush next time the bar has music trivia. Tag Team, Jane Child, Meredith Brooks, Looking Glass, Sean Mullins, Eiffel 65, EMF, Crash Test Dummies, Crazy Town, Chumbawamba. We have hundreds of episodes in our back catalog and a new episode each week. So pass the duchy, make sure you're connected, and subscribe to One Hit Thunder wherever you get your pods.